All right, let's start with prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight for this blessed time that we can come together and share our prayer requests and hear your word and study your word. And we pray, our Father, that you would uh, bless each one that's here and help those who could not be here. And we know that this uh, coronavirus has, has removed a lot of people, and I understand their their uh, fears, and I pray that you would just encourage them at their homes, and I pray that thy Holy Spirit would help us to teach this thy word tonight with thy power, thy love, and thy encouragement, because Lord, we realize we need to learn to pray, we need to know how to pray, we need to go through prayer by the word of God, and and we pray that these words that will be spoken from thy word will give us that insight. Now, Father, we pray for our country. Lord, what a shape our country is in, and we have uh, this, these riots and, and this in, uh, in unrest and the things that, Lord, are happening with the police, and we just pray that you give our president, Congress, governors, leaders of our counties the, the insight of knowing how to, to uh, conduct our, our uh, freedom and, and, Lord, that we would all live together with peace and, and not turmoil. So we pray your blessing, Lord, upon, upon our nation now. We pray your blessing upon those who will listen to this message uh, later and those who are hearing it now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> All right, this is our fourth lesson in Lord Teach Us to Pray. And the lesson title tonight is Preparation of Prayer. The Preparation of Prayer. Again, if you have your Bibles, we will be in the book of Acts quite a bit, but we'll start with Luke chapter number 24, and if you know uh, this probably already as Bible students, Luke wrote the gospel of Luke, and he also wrote the book of Acts. Some say that the book of Acts is or the book of Luke is just a continuation of the book of Acts. Yet they are certainly two separate um, subjects. The subject of the book of Luke is the story of Jesus' life. And the subject of the book of Acts is the uh, beginning of the church and the history of the church. So, uh, speaking of pre- preparing or preparation in prayer or of prayer, before any spiritual success can be achieved by a believer or a church, there must be preparation and planning. God has a basic blueprint that is essential for spiritual prosperity uh, to occur, and that is simply Pray. Prayer is that blueprint. Let us see then how the early church used this pattern to accomplish God's will for spreading the gospel. So we will uh, take the early church and we will find out four 
facts about prayer is preparation for whatever God so intends it to be. The first one is prayer is preparation for unity. Without unity, God cannot work. As we know, uh, when Jesus ascended back to the Father in Luke chapter 24 and verse number 49, when he ascended back to the Father, he told the disciples, those 120, to go and stay in an upper room and there wait for the coming of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, and behold, I send the promise of the Father upon you. In other words, he's going to send the Holy Spirit. But tarry you in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. And so he did not say, uh, you 120 people, you be individuals. But he said, go as a group, unite in a band together and pray. Wait for my instructions. So they were to tarry and then they would receive the power of the Holy Spirit. And again, we're in Acts chapter 1. And verse 8, and Jesus said before he ascended back to the Father, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me in both Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Now, how did this power come about? How did this power come about? Acts chapter 1, after Jesus ascends up into heaven to his Father, that's verses 10 and 11. Verse 14, we find that these 120 individuals became a unit. These all continued in one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brethren. And so we see uh, this is the last time in the scripture that the word, the person Mary is mentioned. You'll not find Mary again. Now that doesn't mean she didn't continue, but somewhere uh, during this first part of the uh, century there, the first century, she passed away. But we see here they were all together in one accord. And they stayed that way for 10 days. 10 days, 120 people together. And they are tarrying. They are praying. They are fasting. They are waiting on the Lord to send his Holy Spirit. So we see that this power came about because they prayed for 10 days. Now, uh, I, I don't know how serious you are about prayer, but if you are uh, interceding for someone, if you are uh, uh, concerned about a situation, uh, then I'm sure you will spend more time praying for that situation than if it were just uh, 
a everyday event. I'll give you a good illustration, and I don't know how many of you have followed uh, Sandy um, Sandy Cook's uh, prayer for her son that had the four-wheeler accident to uh, be three weeks this Saturday evening. He had the four-wheeler accident, and every day she has posted on on uh, Facebook, continue to pray for Jalen, and she'll give you exactly what the nurse or the doctor is saying, and, and, and as more people are, are responding and saying they're praying, they're praying, this boy has continued to get better and better, and he's sitting in a chair now. They've got all the tubes out of him, and, and she is just praising the Lord for, for the prayer. And I'm sure if that were your son or your daughter, that you would probably be as concerned as she has been. Now, I don't know if God let this happen so that all of us that love him and know him will pray more for him. I mean, you know, God has every angle covered, but that certainly will be one of them, that more prayer has gone up for the healing of this young man than it would if he had just continued to be working on an everyday job. So so we see that um, prayer changes things. And uh, the power of prayer is uh, the most powerful instrument that we as Christians have. Uh, let's look in Acts chapter 2, uh, verses 1 through 4, and let's continue to look at prayer is preparation for unity. Prayer is preparation for unity. So in chapter 2, uh, verses 1 through 4, we know that uh, this is the chapter in which the day of Pentecost takes place. And they were praying for 10 days for the coming of the Holy Spirit, and he did. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were with one accord, all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven like a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues of fire, and it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And so we see that this unity in prayer brought forth the Spirit's entrance into the world. Let us turn to chapter 2. Again, and look in verse 42 through 47 and see what were the results of the prayer of the people, the coming of the Holy Spirit, and the unity that they had in prayer. What happened when you pray in unity? Uh, chapter number 2, verse number 42, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men, as every man had need. And they continued daily in one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their food with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God 
and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. So what was the result of this unity in prayer? What was the result of this of this church coming together and praying in earnestness? And we see, as you look down through those verses, there was great fellowship, there was powerful preaching, teaching, there was divine intervention, there was baptisms, there was great joy, and praise the Lord, the last verse says there were added to the church. People were saved because people prayed. So my question could be, what could unify us in prayer? Uh, what does unity in prayer accomplish? Uh, here at the Striker Bible Church, uh, what could happen if we prayed more earnestly, if we got together more often and prayed as these uh, 120 men and women did uh, prior to the day of Pentecost. Uh, could we see more people get saved? I would think so. Could we see our building filled and possibly have to add on? Certainly is a possibility. So uh, would we see more people healed? Uh, would we see more people uh, being uh, more forgiving and loving and kind? And outreaching, I believe so. Prayer is a vital, vital element of Christianity and of our lives. Secondly, prayer is preparation for a deeper spiritual experience. Prayer is preparation for a deeper spiritual preparation. Let us go back to Acts chapter 1. And let us see what uh, happened, what great spiritual uh, spiritual uh, experience the early church had because they prayed. Let's look again in verse 14. Chapter 1, verse 14. These all continued in one accord in prayer and supplication. They continued with one accord in prayer and supplication. And what were they praying for? Chapter 2, again, verses 1 and 2. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. And obviously they were praying because it said that in chapter 1, verse 14. And suddenly there came the sound from heaven like a rushing mighty wind, and they were off, uh, and it filled the house uh, where they were sitting. And, of course, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And so we see the coming of the Holy Spirit into these people's lives uh, caused them to have the power to go out into the Jerusalem streets and preach. And we know 3,000 plus people were saved because they prayed. So uh, to the deeper spiritual experience was the filling of the Holy Spirit through prayer and the ability to not be ashamed to preach the gospel and to testify and give forth the word of God. D.O. Moody in Chicago. Right. Holding a revival. Right. And a lot of people were getting saved. Right. 
He was asked, why are you having such great success? Correct. He said, the basement is filled with women afraid. That's exactly right. And that's the key. That is definitely the key. Prayer the key. So a life that is committed to prayer will be a life that will experience greater blessings. So, better teaching will prevail. Better preaching will come forth. And so let me ask you this question. Are you satisfied with your spiritual life as it is right now? And if you say, well, I'm really not, then I would suggest you pray more because that's the key to experiencing greater blessings. Thirdly, prayer is preparation for a greater spiritual power. Prayer is preparation for a greater spiritual power. Let's look at chapter 4. Uh, and we're going to read here, uh, as you know, from studying the book of Acts already, that the uh, some of the disciples were arrested for preaching the gospel. They were threatened. Some were beaten. So what did this cause the church to do? Chapter 4, verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness and the multitude of those that believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither said any of them that any of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and great grace was upon them. We're looking at the preparation of, of power for greater spiritual power. So what do we see in in these verses that the early church did uh, to, uh, to have this greater spiritual power. So they were in oneness in prayer. Um, it produced power in their witness. Uh, how many souls, may I ask, have you won to the Lord? Stop and think. Do you feel inadequate in doing that? Do you feel weak? You, do you think I don't have that ability? Well, no prayer, no power because there's not prayer. You can, for example, uh, you could own a NASCAR, but if you don't have gas or whatever kind of fuel they use, you'll go nowhere. And so if you go out and you haven't prayed and you knock on doors or you try to talk to somebody about the Lord and you haven't prayed about it and you haven't prayed that God will open their heart, you might as well stay home. The early church was bold, though they were sent to prison, 
They were martyred. They were beaten. They were warned. But they still won over 8,000 souls by the time you get to chapter 4. I wonder if we were arrested, if we were beaten, if we were martyred, what would be our attitude? Would we be like the early church and continue, or would we become wimps and scared and cry and whine and say, why, Lord? So what we can do is we can talk about how many points so-and-so scored, or how many fish we caught, or what our golf game was like, or how many mall bargains we got, but we can't talk about to people about their souls. It's because we don't have the power of prayer behind us. Fourthly, prayer is preparation for discernment. Discernment. Being able to tell what's true and what's false. Discernment. The early church knew when sin was in their midst. The early church knew when something wasn't right. Acts chapter 5, verses 1 through 3. But a certain man named Ananias and Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession and kept back part of the price, his wife also knowing of it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why hath Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back part of the price of the land? While it remained, while it remained, was it not thine own? But after it was sold, was it not in thine own power? Why hast thou conceived in the, this thing in thine heart, but hast not lied unto men? but unto God. You see, Peter perceived that Ananias was lying. He told Peter and the leaders of the church, I will sell this land and give you the money. But he kept back part of it. So they discerned that this was not the truth. And if we'll read on there, uh, his wife came in and agreed that they had sold the whole land and gave all the money. And she also fell dead right there in the church. So um, the early church knew when sin was unconfessed. If you are concerned about the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do in life, then you need to pray and ask God. Testing. Turn with me to the book of Ephesians, chapter number 5, and verse number 20. Ephesians 5, verse 20. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Turn with me to Colossians chapter number 3 and verse number 17. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Can you give thanks for the things 
that we do in our lives daily? Do we pray for discernment when it comes to who to marry or who we should date or should we get involved in a business uh, or a job with unsaved people? Do we ask God about people that we call our friends? How deeply should we be involved with unsaved people and friendships? Or do we take what the world gives us? We should pray. Know what God would discern you to do. And you will have a much better lifestyle by praying about all these things. So tonight, teach us to pray. We've looked at the preparation of prayer. We've looked at, certainly we need to pray in unity together. We've looked at the fact that through prayer we have a deeper spiritual experience. Through prayer and the preparation of prayer we have a greater spiritual power and through prayer, we have a, pre- a, a, a preparation for discernment in our daily lives. Let's look to the Lord in prayer again. Again, our Father, we thank you for the very simple, the most simple thing that a person can do as a Christian. Don't even have to earn, don't have to own a Bible to do it. And that's to talk to you, to pray. And Lord, many times we neglect to do that. We jump into things that we should not jump into. We associate with those that we should not associate with. We we assign our names to things we ought not to assign our names to. We get in trouble often because we don't pray about our lifestyle. Lord, teach us to pray more thoroughly than what we have been. And may this church, Lord Jesus, pray before we jump into things that are not in your will. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen.